Just be in earnest. Just be in earnest. Just be in earnest. Just be in earnest. A little one. Tada! Episode four. A lot of doubters thought it would be, oh, he'll quit after one. Oh, he'll quit after two. Oh, he's got Keith Urban on the podcast. He's going to retire after three. Guess what, bitches? I'm back for more. And this time I have sponsors. That's right. Somebody's dishing out cash to get a shout out on Just Being Earnest. Just Being Earnest. And for that, I will continue this trek to the very top of the podcast world. I'm already talking with uh, Mattel and Disney about selling this podcast to them. I actually got to text Disney back, but I, w- I probably won't. Probably won't text Disney back. Pixar wants to make an, a Pixar movie about this podcast. The kid from Nashville who just came out of the blue, sweeping the podcast world by surprise. And here we are, dude. You're listening to episode four of Just Being Earnest. I got my mullet cut yesterday. It had been a while. Um, It had been too long, honestly. I kind of... I'll tell you what. I'll tell you exactly what happened. I I took a little microdose of mushrooms yesterday morning. Not a big deal. Nothing crazy. Um... But there's that little bitty jitter of coming up, and I was getting my mullet cut, and I was like, you know what, let's go, let's get back to where we were a year ago uh, in honor of Key West and in honor of going out on the road this weekend, which isn't going to happen. Sam Hunt Tour is officially canceled. Um, so that's a bummer, but I went ahead and got my, I got my fresh little mullet cut back up, shout out Amy, and... That was a lot to to watch happen. I had a lot of hair left yesterday. I had long hair on top. It was still a mullet, but it was like a grown-out mullet. And we're faded up and chopped today. And the the mushroom little come-up was like, holy shit. Holy shit, you're doing this again. So we're back, but I'm I'm feeling alive and well this morning. It's a full-on kegger in the back and a wine tasting in the front. And uh, and I wouldn't want to have it any other way. It's a shame I can't go show this off for you all this weekend and every weekend. But I'm showing it off on my Instagram. I tell people all the time mullet is not a hairstyle. It's a lifestyle. That's absolutely true. You can't like like a lot of people maybe have long hair and then they're cutting their hair off and they get a mullet for like a photo but it's a different type of deal when you're like you're leaving the house every day for the net, for the foreseeable f- until you until your hair grows out enough it's not a mullet you're going out every day and you have a standard you have to uphold with this mullet um morgan morgan can tell you about it i can tell you about it ben burgess badass writer Wrote Whiskey Glasses for Morgan. Also a sick artist. Dude has a filthy mullet. I mean, shit comes down to like his shoulder blades in the back. And it's just like sophomore year of high school, first day of school cut in the front. We love that. 
But that's not just a hairstyle. You can't work at a bank and have a mullet. You really have to, like, borderline party for a living. And it's a lot. It's a, it carries a lot of weight. Mostly in the back. But it does. It carries a lot of weight. It takes a toll on you. If you're not ready to have a mullet and be a mullet, you're going to get destroyed by the mullet. Um, I know a few guys who've made the decision who aren't in the music business to go ahead and run the mullet. And I'm telling you right now, your life is altered from the moment you leave the house with the mullet. People look at you. People look at you like, what the, what are you doing? And you got to look back at them like, you know what I'm doing. Or you're going to, or it's going to get to you. Because people are going to, you got to be ready for that. Um, when I was on the Bussin' with the Boys podcast, no free shout outs, but honestly, can't afford to not shout them out. Love Taylor and Will. Uh, damn, they've been good to me. But we talked about this for a second on there, and Taylor's right. Taylor said, Hey, when you get a mullet, it's 50-50. People are going to love you or hate you. And that's exactly right. And I love when people hate me because it's like, hey, <laughs> love yourself a little more, you know? have Take yourself 98% less serious. Go ahead and chop it off and leave it at the same time. That's what a mullet is. It's one foot in the fire. Long rant about a mullet. Done a lot of stupid things in my life. The list is very long. Um, I once broke into my own car because I locked the keys on the inside. And there was uh, there was like some cigars, some illicit substances, maybe some alcohol. I don't know. It was like sophomore year of high school. And I locked my keys in my car. And my buddy was like, well, your mom can come, you know, let you in. I'm like, hey, 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 no, she can't. No, she can't because this party's over if my mom shows up and lets me in my car because it's all right there. So um, some somebody may have heard this story, but I'm going to tell you anyways. I picked up a rock. I banged on it, banged on the window one time or two, try to break the window. Uh, mind you, the, the car is parked on the side of the street like three houses down from my buddy's house. Banging on the window. Doesn't break. I, uh, I step back, throw the rock, doesn't break. Great windows, like presidential bulletproof. Um, but then the boy crow hopped and let one go, and it went through both windows. And in shock, I was like, holy shit, I just blew out both of my windows. Grabbed the stuff, went back to the party, party on, cops show up. I see blue lights down the street. Mom calls, hey, your car's been broken into, everything okay, yada, yada. I'm freaking out. Um, holy cow, you know, yeah, everything's fine. I guess nobody stole anything. So, well, I mean, somebody must have been, you must piss somebody off from the break into your window. Didn't help that a week later somebody spray painted on our garage door, you know who you are if you're listening, and forked our yard. And my mom was like, this this is absurd that you've pissed somebody off so bad that now they're coming to our house and spray paint. Okay, look, I had drunk friends who thought it was a good idea to come paint my garage door 
and fork my yard. Traitors. But I get it. You're drunk and in high school. But my parents are trying to connect the two, and I'm just like, Mom, look, somebody literally could have thrown a rock and it gone through both of my windows in my car. Like, they could have just thrown thrown it. My, my dad was like, that can't happen. That doesn't happen. And I had to just swallow my pride and be like, you're right. No, you're probably right. But, man, that was one. That was one. Oh, you know what? Talking about being sponsored, now's the perfect time for my first sponsorship shout-out. Temple Insurance, right here in Nashville, Tennessee. They got you covered, and they're here to help. Call my guy Will Temple over there at Temple Insurance. Let's see. I got his phone number right here if you want it. 615-948-3605. The boy Will Temple. He'll he'll get you set up. It's a family insurance company. They're going to cover your auto deals, your house. Um, If you make a mistake like I made, you know, if you disclose some information, they'll help you out. No doubt. There's two things you do not want to leave the house without. And that's your faith and insurance. And I promise you, faith ain't going to fix the windows. But insurance will. You can call their office, 615-298-1388. Tell them that Earn sent you over there. And that you need, you need a change in your life. If you moved recently, got married, changed your last name, new identity. If you're running from something in another state trying to set up a life here, they'll take care of you. Temple Insurance, proud sponsor of Just Being Earnest. Damn, that feels good. I can feel the money going into my pocket as I say that. That felt awesome. Years and years and years of work went into getting that sponsorship right there. Damn. I got a cool guest today. I've already talked about him a little bit. It's the boy Will Compton. Um, You may know about him from Bussin' with the Boys. You may know him as the working man's athlete, the working man's NFL player, the working man's football player. He's got a blog. He's got a podcast. He's got a lot of good stories. The dude's work ethic is incredible. Man, Will Compton, though. Those guys have been so good to me. Enough sappy shit. Whatever. He has fake teeth and they look great. They look really good. I have real teeth and uh and when I'm when I'm in the room with him, I'm just I got teeth envy. So we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit today about everything. I I'm sure we're going to get into The Last Dance. I, I want to talk about that, but I want to save that with him because I have a lot to talk about. Okay, 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 I'll say it. I want to be Dennis Rodman so bad. Like 1996 to 1998, Dennis Rodman. Dude, I'm probably going to repeat this later in the podcast, but I took a screenshot of something someone said about Dennis Rodman yesterday. Check this out, dude. My hero. Also, you want to talk about separating work and home life? That dude clocked out, and he was clocked out. 
I'm at my home working right now, so I obviously don't have that skill. But this man headbutted a ref, smashed Carmen Electra, married Carmen Electra, took a private jet to go bang Madonna, married himself, huge flex, became a wrestler, joined the NWO, had Hulk Hogan as a team, has, can't read, had Hulk Hogan, as a team partner, did an action movie with Jean-Claude, Jean, I'm not even going to start this shit over, he did an action movie with Jean-Claude Van <laughs> you fucking idiot, did an action movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme, won three championships with MJ. Became best friends with a North Korean dictator. Also a huge flex. Say what you want, but Dennis Rodman is legendary, and that's one hell of a life. Yeah, they also left out the fact, I mean, the dude wins a game. Game six or seven, I can't remember. Definitely talking about this with comp, but talking about it right now. So, just just goes to a wrestling match. Misses practice, said, hey, job here's done. I'm going to go party is on national TV at a wrestling match. And then he's back and playing ball. Like he never left. What? Hey man, give me just a minute. I'm actually going to go to Vegas for three days. This shit's really getting to me. I'll be right back. They said you got 48 hours. Yeah, 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 for sure. No doubt. Uh, 72 hours later, Michael Jordan has to come in and Dennis Rodman's just posted in his bed with Carmen Electra, who was at the peak of her very successful career. And there's Dennis Rodman, dude. What'd he say? Uh, Jaeger bombs. Uh, so we're going to get into it, dude. Dennis Rodman. What a legend. His style was on point. Uh, Quarantine's about over. I don't know how y'all feel about that. I'm personally like half and half. Hell yes, we're going to try to get some back to normal. The economy's going to scrape its way back, maybe. Or we're blindly going into this, and it's going to be another lockdown in about three months because shit spreads like crazy. Or it's like booming again all of a sudden, and... Summer 2020 is about to be litty like a titty. But you know what's not happening tours. So concerts are kind of out the window for the rest of the year. But outdoor, like doing stuff outdoors is like, I've never seen so many people riding bikes and walking in my life. I've never walked so much in my life. Everybody stay inside, immediately goes outside. Funny how that works. Um... Going to be interesting to see. Saw where Pelosi called Trump morbidly obese yesterday and threw my coffee, dying laughing. Didn't throw my coffee, was drinking wine, didn't spit it out, didn't even laugh out loud, just a <laughs> nose, nose laugh. But, you know, exaggerate for the gram. Died laughing. Oh, my God, I'm crying. What are... I'm dead. I love when people comment screaming. Like, <laughs> the way people, like, language has changed so, changed so much because of social media. People will just be like, 
Oh my God, I'm screaming. Oh my God, screaming through my phone. Oh my God, I'm I'm dead. I'm dead is the... I say it, I'm dead. Oh, I'm dead. Say it all the time. Still breathing. Still breathing. Um, this is a decent little prologue. Uh, I got a couple more ads I'm going to do towards the end here, but I think we probably go ahead and get on to the Compton section of this, uh, of this old podcast because I got a lot I want to crack open with him, including and not limited to Cold beers. Cold, cold beers. You know what? No. We're going to drink bourbon. So scratch that. We're going to drink some bourbon with the boys. Bourbon with the boys, dude. Bourbon with the boys. Bottom line. See you in just a minute. Love you. Not you. You. Okay, this is Just Being Earnest. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Just be earnest. Have you been thinking about updating your home? You've been sitting around the house during quarantine and getting sick of what you're looking at? You got some changes you've been needing to make in your life, starting with your house? Maybe you're adding some floor, remodeling a bathroom, kitchen. You just need your walls repainted. Maybe you've thought about adding a little man cave where you can do your drinking and play PlayStation or Xbox or whatever your muse is. So what you need to do is call Taylor at Taylor Design and Construction and let him handle it. Dude does it all. If you're thinking about investing into real estate, have your eye on a flip house or a sweet pole barn shop, whatever it may be, let him add value to your property. Hit him on the phone at 270-498-2350 and go ahead and give him a follow on Instagram at Taylor underscore D underscore C or you can email him at Taylor underscore D underscore C at yahoo.com and I promise he will come get you right. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Yeah. Compton. <laughs> Dude, thanks for getting on here with me. I'm stoked, man. You, you, pop, like, you yeah. popped my podcast cherry. Really? Buzzing with the boys. Yeah, dude. That was the first time you've ever been on a pod? Yeah. You vibed with it, huh? I loved it. I lo- like, I've always, I'd always wanted to be on one or do one. Like, I didn't. Before podcasts were a thing, I wanted like a radio talk show, you know, like yeah. called The Man Cave, where yeah. we like talk about everything. Right. So I'm kind of doing that now. Um, and that day, dude, was like trying heroin for the first time. I was like, really? I gotta That's do, fucking I gotta awesome, do more podcasts. Dude. You came on dressed up and shit in your fucking pajama pants. Yeah. But collared shirt. I had my Hawaiian shirt on. My mullet hadn't been this fresh since that day. Dude, I got it I tell you what, up. that mullet was fresh that day. Shades on. Shades, keep the shades on, dude. And you had a front on. Future's like, oh, too the- bright. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, man. so what, like, let's talk about you for a second. Where are you at? Savage. Where are you at with football? That's a good question. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You've fallen in love with not playing at all? I have. I I have um I say that with a disclaimer that I still want to play ball. Sure, totally. But you like um I want to say toward the end of my Titans year is when so it's like you got to like peel back layers. Okay. So I go on IR my last year with the Redskins. Liz Frank injury. Out for the rest of the year. Had an awesome shot to be like get back in starter role. Had a hell of a game against Seattle next week, boom, blow out my foot. 
So I knew going into the market, I was going to be an unrestricted free agent. And chances are, it's like, you know, teams are going to want to know if my foot's healthy, yada, yada, yada. Like, this is going to be kind of my shot in free agency, right? Right. And um, I signed with the Titans. On a one year, it was like $2 million deal. And it's not starter money, but it's money. It's like, you're on the roster. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you kind of don't know what's going to happen. You can move here. Yeah. 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 You can, you can move here and know you're going to be here for a year. Yeah. Which is dope. Mm -hmm. Fired up. Get to the draft. We drafted Sean Evans in the first round. You kind of know what it is, dude. Yeah. It's the business. It's first round. It doesn't fucking matter what happens. Hey, we spent X amount of dollars on this dude. Yep. Don't care what's going on in practice, training camp. Like, he's playing. Yeah. So I kind of knew what it was. Like, that's just the way it is. It's business. Yeah, it's business. And so for me, from my standpoint, I got to switch my mindset to, okay, instead of fighting for a starting job, I'm now in like, you know, you, it sounds bad to say, you need someone to get hurt to get on the field. Yeah, and you don't. You're not wishing someone to get hurt. Right. Like I never want to hate my boys. But that's like just in my world and my own selfish like thinking of myself, which we all do. Yep. Like I'm like I'll need somebody to get hurt if I'm going to play and stand out and show out. Right. And no one really got hurt that year, so I knew going into free agency, I was starting to dabble with the podcasting idea. But I knew going into free agency that I'm going to be a one year minimum guy. Like they're going to offer me a one year minimum deal because I've had. Spent last year as a backup and on special teams. And the year before, I ended the year on IR. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot of film on me. So objectively looking at me, this white dude, 30 years old, undrafted, like he doesn't have the pedigree, but he has some film, good film, but he hadn't played in the last year and a half. He's a one-year minimum guy. It's just slotted that way. So I basically took a shot on saying, I'm going to say no to every tryout opportunity I get back during OTAs last yeah. summer or that last was, spring. Like when we did the pod, that's kind of where you were at. Yes. That was right before you got picked up. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So that year when, you know, this period of time in OTAs, teams are usually at OTAs right now, anybody that reached out to give me a tryout to come and get on the 90-man roster, I said no to because my thought was, okay, I know what I am. I know I'm going to be a one-year minimum guy. I'm still going to be a one-year minimum guy if I were to get picked up in training camp or in season. Right. So why put the wear and tear on my body? And try to make a 53-man roster being a part of 90 guys when I don't need to. Like Teams teams that want me have done their homework on me so they know that I'm going to pick something up right away because they're going to call the right guys and be yeah. like, what's Compton about? So I just basically said to like no to like seven teams leading up to training camp and took a shot on like, yeah, I'm just going to do this, do some of this stuff off the field because I started to kind of fall in love with podcasting. But before I came and fell in love with the idea of podcasting and starting to execute it, I was scared as shit because I'm actually coming to grips. Or I'm actually coming to the real realization that my career is almost over. Yeah. It might be over and I don't know it because nobody actually might call before those seven teams ask for a tryout. Yeah. And I might not even make the team if I'm on the team. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So my career could be over. And if not, it'll probably be over after another year or two based on this trajectory, unless I get a shot to be a starter again and be on the field. Yeah. And uh, so just you're just nervous as shit trying to figure out what you're going to do after football like i you know not to like toot my own horn but toot i'm sitting i'm sitting i'm sitting here like you know i'm good at things but i need to figure out what i actually want to do because i don't actually have that idea in mind like i want to dabble in real estate or investing and yeah you've stuff had like football that. right in front of you I've your had whole life yeah yeah so Period. it's like i've always thought of myself like i'm more than a football player but have i actually truly been about it the entire time Drop my the phone. answer you're good the answer's not really, not fully committed to something off the field yet. So it's like, I got to figure something out because this is coming to an end. Sure. And as a football player, you got to, you got to understand that while I'm playing right now, 
my jokes are funnier. You're better looking. Like you're able to shake more hands because you play in the NFL. Yeah. If I wait till I'm done in the NFL, you're going to seem like you're reaching for something. Like you're going to see I'm a little bit more desperate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally do. And so you need to do it while you have some, some clout. Yep. And, uh, so I started to get in the podcast world and I've fallen in love with this whole bus with the boys and like doing my thing with Taylor and fucking having people on and people kind of taking a part of like, yo, we're a part of this whole bus thing with it, them. It's a cult. Yeah. No so, doubt. dude. So, not we want to create that. Yeah. yeah. We want to create that cultish fraternity vibe. That's like, you know, I, I've been explaining stuff. Like when I pitch something, how I want our guests to feel a part of the pie, because I'm wanting to do things like create packaging and certain things for guests. The tailgate. I mean, it's, it is a, it's like a family. It's an extended family because Sundays were better because of the, the tent parties dude. the pregame parties were lit. Yeah. It's like, come to this and, if you want to go home and watch the game, go home and watch the game. Yeah. Sometimes that's what I did. It's yeah. like, I'm just going to go home and watch the game after this, but I'm going to have fun go with have everybody. Go have some beers with the boys. With the home. bus there. Yeah, that, that's sick. And I think, the I think you know, as massive as you and Taylor are as humans, you're really approachable. And I think that conveys via the podcast. Like, um, obviously, I've gotten to know y'all, but like just listening to how y'all talk and it's just hanging out. Period. And so y'all being approachable like that means fucking average Joe, third string fucking defensive lineman at Cheatham County High School, like, <laughs> right, is one of the boys. Oh, there's no doubt. Like when high schoolers and like college athletes and stuff, like I've had a, uh, I think there's a linebacker at USC who DM me and just talking about how much the podcast inspires him to want to do like be like us and do these things. And it's just like, it's so fucking cool to see that because that's what you want. You want to like, you want to seem like you're saying approachable. Like you want to bring people, they see the, like athletes and musicians and all these people with a guitar in their hand, a helmet on, a jersey on, and they don't see like the human element that actually comes with it because they're, they're, they're paid to play and perform and shit right. like that. So it's like taking that, taking those people off that pedestal and bringing them down to like a relatable level in like an approachable level yep. and people seeming like they can just tweet me cause they're like, he'll see it. Like yeah. he'll say something back cause he'll either laugh at it or think it's funny. Yes. It's like, that's what you want. You want to create this chemistry. It's like people feel like, no, I'm part of the fucking boys too. Yes. Cause I'm for the boys. People have y'all back. And they talk back. Like I'm for the boys. Yes. So that's, uh, that is absolutely what I love about it. Uh, I, th I think that's great. Um, did you and Taylor know each other before you were with the Titans or did y'all become no best friends? Like what, yeah. what, what was, surely y'all had a, a chirping other than the college video did y'all ever like y'all ever get on each other in practice and then you were best friends no no so so taylor and i uh i want to say someone might have tweeted us and said like you guys will be like great friends and I, that's taylor, so I've actually, cute I, yeah <laughs> i know, so I know. Damn like cute. some, some lineman <laughs> said some shit like that taylor um i got around taylor and we actually it's funny because our first interaction was talking about a Joe Rogan podcast. It was talking about podcasting. Wow. Ben Greenfield fitness, like recovery stuff for like being in the sauna and the steam room and doing like recovery things for football, learning about it in the podcast, referring to like a Joe Rogan pod. Then you get on this Joe Rogan tangent, which you can, we can all yes. do. Yep. And we were talking about the, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, the uh, Alex Jones one. Is he the InfoWars guy? Oh yeah. The psycho. Yeah. Yeah. And Taylor's like, yeah. yo, listen to his podcast and tell me what you think. And, Oh we kind of, God. our first interaction was talking about the pod and, um, I listened to that pod and I was driving back from Missouri one day. Hometown. 
hometown, Bonterre, Missouri, stand up, dude. Yes. And uh, I shot him a text about the Alex Jones pod, and we we just kind of sort of bonded over that, I guess. Me and Mike Campanero, he was a free agent that came in that year too. So Mikey and I, we hung out because we were kind of free agents together, and you don't really know the team. Like you're not like in with all the crowds yet. Right. So Mike and I would sit and eat breakfast and stuff, get to know certain guys, and Mike and I would just have fun and like – um, we were all around like Taylor and a couple of linemen one day and we were all just kind of vibing, uh, having fun, like talking about podcasting, funny moments, shit like that. Yeah. We kind of started like a little breakfast club between us. And also then, cute. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're fucking adorable. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then Taylor, you know, his personality, man, like it's, it's fucking zero to 100 yeah. fucking quick. Yeah. He's like having Mike and I over and shit. And then we just start. The, the rest is stars. He invites us to his wedding, which was like, sure. Yeah. And then he gets us on FaceTime, like actually committing. Cause I'm like, yo, I don't think I'm actually going to go. Yeah. Like, yo, we got you this room. Like we did all this stuff. Yeah. You know, all in Taylor is. And he's and already just, chirping you about you trying to get out of shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no doubt, dude. Yeah. He always does that. But that's kind of how it all started. And we were just boys. And then the whole boys thing came about just fucking organically. Man. It's so cool. I mean, it's inspired me to start a podcast. I fucking love it, dude. When you, you said you were doing a pod, I was like, I was so hype. And I, I was just, I was thinking in my mind, like, I wonder if the podcasting at all, like, made him think, like, I want to fucking do this now. No doubt. I mean, it it made me realize that, like, hey, all you got to do is do it. Like, <laughs> right. Nike needs to fucking use that, by the way. <laughs> you just yeah. got to do it. But, but for real, dude, I think the hardest part for me was... When I got onto Ableton, my program is to not make a song and just start talking. And right. I don't know why that was so hard for me for so long, but like now it's this is the fourth episode. And just once a week, I kind of use it as now I get it's like a therapy session. I just come in here and talk out loud to myself for a good hour and then figure out. Do you do you have episodes where you're by yourself? The whole first half of every episode is just me by myself. And then I intro you. I've, I've already talked about you today. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I've, let's go. I've, talk, I've talked a little bit about everything. I've done a rant. Oh, this is... I said I'd talk about it. The Last Dance, dude. Oh, my God. I said on the podcast earlier, I want to be Dennis Rodman in 98, dog. <laughs> this man's fucking splitting Carmen Electra, playing a fucking basketball game, finals time, deucing out, gambling, partying, showing back up, performing... And like, what he married himself. He, he married, married himself. He married himself, dude, dude, <laughs> dude. The NWO entrance appearance for wrestling. Yeah, I mean, he played a game the night before. The night before, and nobody <laughs> knew where the fuck he was. Dude, I can't clock out of work like that. I don't have and to- not tell nobody. I can't do that either. Dude just dips off to Vegas, hops on a motorcycle, and. Shooting Jaegermeister in the fucking club. Yo, I, the appreciation with that last dance too, with that team and seeing like the shit they actually went through. Like, if one of your star players is doing something like that and you're you battle through that somehow and still fucking win, like with so many distractions that could have been bigger than what they probably were. Yeah, I give I give Phil Jackson so much credit for that dude. Like the all the Buddhist stuff that he taught them and peace and native american techniques or whatever basically oh. tripping yeah you know tripping and yoga you know is like sitting in a circle and peace pipes that 
that gave that team a level of zen. No other coaches were doing that, I don't think, at all. That seems like no. such a Phil Jackson exclusive. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. I mean, the dude went on to win five more titles. Yeah. So it's not like the, the, the fucking Bulls just gave him all of his titles. Right. He went on and won five more. Uh, it's unbelievable. That's going to be another documentary. Phil, uh, like Phil Jackson? Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson or just the Lakers run. Yeah, like the Kobe documentary is going to hit different, dude. I don't know if I'm ready for it yet. Yo, I'm ready for it, but I don't know if I'm ready for this it. This Jordan one, it was phenomenal, and it just sets a different stand. He reset the market. That, that documentary reset the market for documentaries. Yes, it did. And it also brought brought the argument to life again in a way that... Oh, you know, the argument. The you argument. Going there? Yeah, I mean, we should at least brush on it because <laughs> because the thing is... We should is at like, least say LeBron. Yeah, we we should because that's going to be a great document. The kid from Akron is going to be a great documentary. I already, Phenomenal. I already named the documentary. The kid from Akron. That's it. That's all you need. Um, it's just like so many people who have had such a fat dog in the fight of the argument of who the greatest basketball player of all time is had never seen anything that we saw. You know, they're just Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. Now we're now we're rewatching it, and. I don't think it's the game. I don't think it's the playing that we're arguing anymore. It's the player. So it's like Michael Jordan mentality is different. LeBron has it, but watching it, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's just old footage. <laughs> maybe we'll feel the same way. You know, like my, my old thing footage is like, gets me hype. You got to You got to give yourself some good time. Cause it's, it's the, you know, this whole bells and whistles effect. Like it's this love effect we have right now with this documentary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to give us some time, but I, if there's something I've learned about this documentary, which has definitely been said, but it's now you've been shown, yeah. is that killer instinct mentality. And this dude, Mike, truly, like, all he gave a fuck about was winning. Mm -hmm. And that sounds, like, easy to say and stuff, but really put into, like, action and actually seeing it is, like, a different animal. Like, no, I, I'm winning. I'm fucking about to win the fucking championship. Yes. Like, there's no excuse about it. Like, I'm winning no matter how much I got to isolate or sacrifice my life. I'm winning the fucking championship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, what if people are, that's just, people don't have that gene, I guess. Like, it's so rare. There's Some people do, but you got to be able to tell. I feel like in a situation like him, you got to tell, you know, your significant other, your close circle, like people like, yo, I don't give a fuck like what you're wanting me to do. Yeah. Like outside of basketball, like. I am like I am a basketball player. I am a championship winning basketball player. Yeah. Period. Like, fall in line. Yeah. Fall yeah. in line. Like this is above everything else. Yeah. And it's for real that it's above everything else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not like oh you've been doing this. Like it's like nah. No. No. You got. I'm you, winning a championship. Yeah. You got to go if you're not with the program. <laughs> like, yeah. You, you got to go. Yeah. Because it seemed like he ain't have like a whole lot of like interactions, friend wise and shit. He didn't. And I saw another thing too. I read an article where it's like. He's very, very closed off. He only, he can hang out with you for all day and you really don't know him. He's, he keeps himself inside and only has a, dude, betting his security guards on throwing quarters at the wall. Like I'm going to win every, <laughs> dude, yeah, dude's he's legendary, dude. Like uh, playing, playing cards, going to the front of the plane. Like, why do you want to play with us? Cause I want to, I want to have your money in my pocket. Dude, Jordan couldn't turn it off. Yeah. It, 
Yeah. You just, get, what's the most money you've ever lost gambling? Have you, have you been a gambler? No, not, not that heavy. The most I've lost is like probably 25000 25, No, no, <laughs> 2000 Most I've lost 250000 It was last, <laughs> last season. <laughs> now, I've been on fucking, I've been on a, a, a team plane and saw one of my teammates lose 70000 Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, on a flight to a fucking game. Not like to a game like we're getting off the plane, but the night before you're traveling to an away game, guys are gambling on the plane. Like that's that's a regular thing, guys gambling on the planes. Right. And oh I mean, yeah. It's such I've a seen, boss move. Just yeah. I'm, throwing money on a plane. Yeah. And I'm talking like the big time dudes. Like I'm talking dudes who lost like five figures, a heavy five figures. But ain't tripping. I mean, they're You got to trip a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you're tripping <laughs> yeah. a little. You, you I'm tripping for them. <laughs> the only one who probably never seemed to really trip was like Trent Williams or like D'Angelo Hall. Yeah. Those dudes just like, they just fucking gambled. That's what it was. When you get back on the plane, like you better fucking regamble that money again. You know what I'm saying? There's no getting out of it. That's another level. I don't have that gene of, I don't, I don't, not a big gambler. I've gone to Vegas once, didn't really gamble. Went to some place called Mystic Lake, like near the Mall of America. Yeah. Uh, Mistake Lake. But I fucking, I pulled the slots and won 500 bucks, dude, and then walked my pretty ass out of there. That's the most gambling you've done? That's it. Gambling's fun, but I, like me, I was never a dude who did it in the locker room or on the plane because it's just a different world. I feel like sitting in a circle like that. Oh yeah, do they are they rolling dice in the locker room? Oh yeah, is it clicky? Is it like Yo, I got a funny ass video. Yeah, I want to see it. You can edit to take out like the dead fucking time, but yo, this shit's hilarious. Just be nervous. <laughs> Oh, dude, that was back when I'd do these fucking Snapchat videos. Is that with Titans dude. or Raiders? Redskins. Redskins. Redskins, dude. Have Man, you, those are some good times. Did you have you gone unconscious? Have you been knocked out cold in a game? Oh yeah, yes. So I, I have weird stingers, dude. Is this is that little fart noise going to show up on my audio? That's hilarious. Just every I mean, time I lean. If you're farting, you're farting. <laughs> Yo, so um, I I get like uh, I'll like get hit in the right spot, right? Like bell rung type of thing. So yeah. the last game of the season, I had a mild, I was a diagnosed with like a mild concussion. But on the play, boom, I put my face in there and it kind of catches you on the side of your head. And literally in that moment, what happens is, it sounds fucking crazy when I say it out loud. <laughs> but what happens is like, I take that shot, right? And it's it I, like, everything kind of goes black for a second. I immediately, obviously drop to the ground. Yeah. And I feel like, like if you take like a, 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 a metal baseball bat and you just hit a rail, and the ringing, not the ringing in your ear, but like that feeling, I would assume it, that's what is like triggers through my body. So you feel like your body's just like rung for a second, right? Uh. And you're just blacked out for like a moment. And I know like this has happened, man, this is fucking crazy. This probably <laughs> happened at least 15 times in my career. Oh my God. What happens is by the time the people get over to me, I'm fine at yeah. that point. Like at this on that Raiders game when it happened to me, like I already knew what was happening. I was having an episode. Oh, yeah. will you catch a little seizure real quick? Yeah. Damn, um, dude. And by the time they get over there, I'm fine. Like I can recite. I fucking pass the test with fine colors. It's like, yo, let me get back on the field type of thing. Like you're fine. And the majority of the time I go back in a couple plays later. Yeah. Um, not too early. Cause I'll be, sometimes I'll be fuzzy, but Afterwards, like days after, when people talk about concussions and symptoms and stuff, like I never really truly feel those types of things. You don't have like random splitting headaches in the day. And no, like not that. really. Like I want to say after this one, I might have felt fuzzy for a couple of days, but nothing to where like I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, this isn't that 
like when people talk about all their issues, like I'm not really feeling that. Like if I wanted to, if I'm like really being objective, I want to measure my fucking dick to everybody else. It's like, Oh, this really isn't what yeah. people say. Yeah. You know what I mean? But maybe people have other experiences, but for me, like I legit from college through the NFL, probably 15, 20 times at least dude, that I've had those episodes. So, I mean, that's just, I would assume anybody taking hits like that has probably got just as many, just brand. You're basically signing up for guaranteed concussions playing football. Yeah. There's no doubt. And that's, that's why as a, as a viewer, like I know you show up to games to see hard hits. Like, do you think, do you think rule changes to prevent that is a good or bad Uh, thing? I mean, you can't, it's not like you can fully take out hitting. I don't, I, in my opinion, like, I don't know what you're going to do to, I mean, they're already finding guys. They're already doing a lot right. to keep it all from happening, which I think is good. They put a lot of rules in place with targeting and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't ever see it really going to a spot to where there's not going to be any hitting. Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? Like A clap is fucking good to hear sometimes, dude. There's nothing oh, like good, no question. A good fucking crack is just Yeah, like, no doubt. You're going to get fined for it, but hey, you gave the people what they wanted. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I don't, you know, that stuff's just, it's so hard because there's so much... There's so many angles. There's so much gray area. There's so there's so much like uh, I think testing you got to do, and I think they'll get up to date with it. And maybe in ten years, like something like this will sound stupid because like, hey, we figured something out. Yeah. But you're. It's like that's that's what you like, dude. Like vicious, violent as hits. Like when you're playing in the like you're playing football on any level. It's like you know you're signing up for that. Yes. Like, when what, you're young, dude, you literally look drafted. at highlights when you get fucking when dudes get crucified. Yeah. And you're like, I want to do that to somebody. Yeah. Dude's, dude uh, got drafted. They're like, why, why do you play football? He's like, because I get to go out here and assault grown men on a daily basis and not get arrested. Yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah, I might need to go sign back up for football. <laughs> Start assaulting motherfuckers. I was a kicker. <laughs> I was a kicker, dude. I kicked the ball backwards one time. I was, I was kicking off. Uh, this was like eighth grade. You J- kicked off and kicked it backwards? Bruh, check this shit out. <laughs> This is the football jamboree, uh, eighth grade, and like, I, I was I kicked straight on. I was I was straight off the toe, old school style, yeah. with the boot boot, dude. You had, you had the boot too with the fuck, shit, the heavy yes, shit at the my end. My coach got me the fucking square toe boot. I look like an idiot, but I'm fucking I'm fucking lined up, ready to go. And Coach Temple, oh shout out Temple Insurance, our only sponsor happens to be Coach Temple. Oh, his really? insurance company. So, but he goes, dude, Coach Temple, you fucked me up on this one because he said, uh, onside kick, we're going to start with an onside kick. And I'm already lined up. We're lined up to kick it deep. And I look over like hella confused. Now I'm scooting up. The fucking line's moving over. He's like, no, no, no. Kick it deep. Kick it deep. <laughs> so we're going back up. And I, at this point, I'm mentally gone. So I'm fucking taking my steps are like fucked up. And I just with the corner of my foot hits the ball and the ball just dribbles off to the side and rolls back two yards. And I mean, that's like probably my, my claim to football fame through all four years. That's your claim. People remember that about me. He's like, dude, you kicked the football backwards. I'm like, I also like ran the ball and played linebacker some, but y'all remember the fucking time I kicked the ball. Yeah. Who's not going to remember that shit. Uh, Hey, onside. No, 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 change it. Kick it deep. Hey coach, make your mind up. You got one job, (laughs) but anyways, yeah. 
short football career. Uh, <laughs> short football career. Man, uh, it's good getting to hang out with you. Drink a little Jim Beam in here. Um, you think we're going to play football this year at all? Anybody's going to play football? Yeah, I think so. That, that I mean, that, it makes too much fucking money to not. Not saying that that's like. It is. I mean, I guess it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here. It, it is. It is. Motherfuckers about money. Yeah, yeah. It's all money, dude. Like. The political game's going on right now, and I heard some today. It's like green's worth more than the red and blue. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Quote of the pod. That's the quote. Green's worth more than the red and blue, dude. I think I heard that on uh, Golik and Wingo. Shout out the boys, Golik and Wingo. Yo, I just had a dope visual. It would be like the elephant and the donkey sitting at like a poker table. Like, you know, the dog, like the pit bulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's them two like looking at each other like they're down. And then it's greens worth more than red and blue, and it's like they're going all in on the cat. Yo, your creative yeah. brain's different. Yeah, get me in a lot of trouble, dude. Like <laughs> super ADD. My tags have been expired for like three years. It, I'm a mess in here, but a lot going on creatively. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mess in here, but a lot going, a lot going dude, you're on. Fucking hilarious. Like, Thank you. Well, dude, thanks again for getting on the podcast. It's good hanging. Um, this is coming out soon, dude. People are gonna be listening to this and be like. Yo, Ern's really got Compton in here on the podcast, dude. We got. Oh, you know I'm gonna shout it out from the fucking rooftops, bro. Let's go. So probably your most popular one. Who knows? I guarantee it will be, dude. You don't know. Like it's like you have Keith Urban on. You're gonna have Diplos of the world, but there's a subtle fan base that's about the fucking Robin Hood, bro. That's about the people's champ. I think Bustin' and with the Boys has that fan base for the, me. Yeah, bro. Like there's. I'd like to think I'm an extension. You, of, yeah, I'm you a, are. You are. We've even stated that if there's like an extension, like if we had a musician that's a, like one of the boys, it's Ernest. Yes. Yeah, so if anything terrible happens to you and Taylor, I'll be the guardian of the podcast. You never know. Fucking maybe we might Pray figure something doesn't. out at one time. Let's figure something out. I mean, I mean we have this on record now. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have to figure something out. But anyways, thanks again. Uh, this is Just Being Ernest. This is my friend Will Compton. And we'll see you all next time around. Peace. Once again, guys, thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm having so much fun doing this. I don't know about y'all. Maybe you hate it. If you did, you probably haven't listened this far. So I'm not even worried about it. This is Just Being Earnest. And if I'm just being earnest, i got a couple more sponsorships. Can't help it. People are just dishing out cash. Let me give a, let me give a quick little shout out to the boys. Um, Mitchell Lawn Care. Okay. Luke Mitchell, Grant Mitchell, identical twins. They're going to show up and get your yard looking right every time. As much as you want them to or as little as you want them to. I use them. They come over here like three times a month. I got a decent sized yard and they got it looking crisp. Give Luke a call at 615-934-4152 and say, Hey, Ern says you know how to chop some, some blades and they'll come do it. Thank you guys. I'm Ernest and you know that's just what I'm being. Episode 4. We're going to have a fun episode coming up next week. Follow me on Instagram at Ernest. Follow me on Twitter at Ernest615. Go click the link in my bio. Give this podcast five stars, whether you want to or not. Give it a review. And let's go, let's go take out Joe Rogan. Let's all get rich together. I'll dish it out. I'll start giving people random Venmos. If we get rich together... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give back to the people. That's my promise. If you elect me for the baddest-ass podcast to ever come through the...
airwaves. I'm out. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Just being earnest.